Welcome back to the program. The Middle East is always ripe with very powerful stories, but few get to the heart of the absurdity of the human condition in that part of the world. In much the same way that Catch-22 or MASH did for the wartime military, The Hilltop, a new novel by esteemed Israeli writer Asaf Gavron, gets to the heart of the absurdity of life on the West Bank. We're going to spend some time talking to Asaf Garon today, and it is my pleasure to welcome him here to talk about The Hilltop. Asaf, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Great to, have, great to have you here. How difficult was it, or what concerns did you have in, in setting out to write this about how a book in Israel would be received that really gets to the heart of the absurdity of, of the human condition in some place that is as politically charged as the settlements on the West Bank? Yeah, that's a very good point, and I, I, I really dealt with it from from the moment I, I even started planning to, to write about it and thinking about it. And when I was talking to a friend and telling him, he said, don't, don't dare do that, don't go there. No one is going to like it. Uh, everyone will be, uh, you know, will, will complain about something. And as you say, it's very charged and 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 very and, and everyone has an opinion and and usually they you know they they have a problem with 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 the way people present things. But for me, that's you know that's part of the fun, part of the challenge. I like to to go to these um, sensitive uh, friction places, and especially the settlement project uh, is, is fascinating for me, uh, whatever the political opinion, um, and I have one and I don't hide it, I, you know, I, I oppose the settlements politically, but as, as an author, as, as a novelist, I find it a fascinating part of Israeli society. In many ways, the protection in terms of how people perceive the novel is that if everybody finds something to complain about, you've done a good job. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Um, and yeah, and the way it was perceived in Israel eventually, uh, you know, there were those who, who complained on both sides. And I, I think that more than that, uh, I think on both sides, political sides, there would be those who would not even open it. You know, the right wing would say, oh, this is a lefty uh, Tel Aviv writer, and I'm not interested. Uh, he's, he's definitely going to to get into us and to uh, <laughs> criticize us, so I'm not going to read this. And same on the left, people say, oh, I don't want to read about settlers. I, I don't, know, don't want to know anything about them. But uh, fortunately, there are enough people, you know, more central than that, uh, and still on both sides, who, who, who read the book and, and, and liked it in Israel. I want to come back to this point you made a few minutes ago that, that everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a point of view. And everybody's point of view is in so many ways informed by the way they've seen this evolve, the way they see the world, the way they see Israel's condition. Talk about the, the issues that you dealt with in, in getting into this story and trying to find your point of view and, and really creating the point of view of the, the various characters in the story. Yeah, I mean, for me, first of all, it was important not to bring politics into it as much as, as, as this is even possible. I mean, it is a very political situation, a very uh, emotional charge, but but in a novel, I think we can go beyond that and, and just go into, 
into the lives of people you know what what motivates them why are they there what are they feeling how does their day-to-day life and work and love and family look like um and and for me that that was that was really the the main thing and i think i think as a novelist that's that's what i'm supposed to do um you know a novel can go deeper and by doing that it can do many things for the reader it can also inform them and 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 educate them maybe in some ways and make them let them judge for themselves and 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 for the form their opinions for themselves I, I, in this case i wasn't going to you know defend or or attack uh, the settlements just to show the way it is which is in many ways uh, contradictory and absurd and and, and and funny in a way and tragic in another way and so on. One of the things that's so interesting about the story that you tell is that, I mean, perhaps even people in Israel, but certainly it's true of the views here in the, in the U.S., is that everybody looks at it in, in rather monolithic terms as if there is some grand plan or grand design. One of the things that you point out is the absurdity even of the politics within the region, and that as far as the government is concerned, one hand doesn't always know what the other hand is doing. Yeah, exactly. I think that one thing that I that I learned for sure is that there isn't a grand design. I mean, there there are there are kind of people have have their goals in a way and the settlers have their clear goals and the right-wing politicians and so on but the way it actually works on the ground is just uh, uh, almost a comedy um, you know some people help them and then some people uh, try to put obstacles and some politicians uh, kind of behind the back almost uh, Help them with 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 money or with this with uh, uh, you know all kinds of of laws and and stuff like that and then and then the other would have to uh, to obey the law and the law would say a complete different things and then the courts will 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 rule uh, ruling and then uh, in the middle of all that you have the army who doesn't know how what to follow and how to follow so you can have one day. Um, uh, you know, some someone constructing, uh, uh, say, a road or a fence uh, in the settlement, and the next day, uh, a, a different uh, ministry will order to to will order to dismantle it. And this whole bureaucratic uh, mess is happening day to day. And uh, I think the the thing that the settlers are doing is managing to maneuver through all of this bureaucratic hell and somehow continue to grow continue to build and continue to exist even when it's clear that it's illegal or where the high court ruled that the the place should be evacuated and so on what is it that motivates anyone in general and your character specifically to want to throw themselves into this mix to want to settle there well, it's it's various reasons. Some people are there for um, 
um, for ideological reasons. They believe this is the, the land of Israel, and it belongs to the Jews, and the Jews just settled there. Um, some are there because it's actually quite cheap to live there. It's it's um, much cheaper than the big cities like Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Some are there because it's a beautiful landscape, you know, it's nature. Um, really hippie kind of, 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 of reasons. Um, there, there, there are people there for, for, for various reasons, and I think that's part of the fascinating mix of the settlers themselves. You have immigrants from, from America, from Russia, from France. You have Israelis who come from different parts of the country, or those who are second or third generation settlers, um, but whose parents are already seen as too bourgeois, too kind of conservative, conservative mainstream. Um, but I think also one thing that kind of unites the different people who go there is is finding finding there some kind of of of, of answer to all kinds of problems, to identity problems, to to all kinds of, all kind of internal um problems so so there there are quite a lot of people with a kind of a psychological um reasons i would say to to get there so and again this makes just a fascinating mix of characters and when they get there do they find those answers or do they find instead lots more questions and lots more problems to solve I think, as you know, as life is, as everywhere is, I think it's no different than anywhere else. Many times, uh, if you if you carry a problem inside you, it will it will stay there, and uh, wherever you are, uh, you would not always find the answers. In, in case of, say, my two main characters, Gabby and Ronnie, who are brothers, they are very different from each other. One of them kind of lost his way. Um, in 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 family terms, he lost his his he, he uh, separated from from his wife and and lost custody of his child because of various um, uh, problems he had. Uh, and I think he did find kind of solace, kind of quietness that his soul was was looking for in this place, and not only in the place but also in in religion. Which is another big part of, of settler life. Oh, not all, but but most settlers are uh, religious Jews. Uh, for as for his brother Ronnie, um, he's much more of this kind of macho Israeli, very um, 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 competitive. Um, you know, tries to achieve goal after goal: money, women, uh, career, and so on. And at some point, he kind of crashes, and he also needs uh, kind of to get away. For him, I'm not sure that it works. I don't want to give away the, <laughs> the story, but but for him, I think as a different example from his brother, um, it it might not not really give him the answer uh, this this specific place. Is it possible? to live in this place and not get caught up in the politics. You know, my 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 friend, a friend that I made there, I mean, during my research there, I, I, I traveled a lot. I'm from Tel Aviv. I'm very far away in my own life and in my politics. Um, 
both from religion and from the settlements. And but I made a few friends, and, and actually the best friends I made there, I made the best friend I made there, um, who's uh, also a writer. He's a he's a TV writer. He lives in one of the settlements, and he told me he he doesn't vote in the elections, and he's not really interested in politics and so on. Now. I, I would say, I mean, although he's my friend, I would say this is a bit naive to say. I mean, you cannot, uh, by the fact that you are living in such a volatile place, you make a political statement, and you cannot, I think, avoid that. But I think there are people who just get on with their lives, you know, just live their their relatively easy and quiet life, as, as much as it sounds um, strange. But life there on a day-to-day basis, in most days of the year, is just, you know, easy and 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 quite uh, and quiet. So uh, my answer, my short answer to that would be: some people would think that they can can live without getting into politics, but it might be a little naive to 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 claim that on the bigger picture. There's also a sense in the individual experience being a kind of metaphor for the larger political situation in that people get there and it's kind of easy to make the decision to go. But once you're there, it's awfully hard to get out, to escape the gravitational pull of place. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a good point. And I think, I think also in other ways, the, the novel um, kind of tells the story of Israel, of today's Israel. Through, through this, mainly the settlements, uh, which, which, uh, as you say, is this this place that is, you know, it's beautiful and nice, and it's just a little village uh, on top of a hill. Um, but then once you get there, it's full of tensions and full of of, of uh, oppositions, and uh, you know, in a way that even gets all the way. Through to the White House, and he does in the book, and he did in real life, you know, when I heard the President President Bush about 10 years ago speak about this tiny little settlement, I was amazed, you know, it's just this little hilltop at the end of nowhere, and the President of the United States is, is making a speech about it. So you have this kind of, on the one hand, very small, very quiet place, but it, it, it resonates all the way throughout the world to the very top. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say about about how it, it, it the novel kind of speaks about Israel, today's Israel in, in, in the larger sense, is that it follows also the lives of those two brothers that I mentioned before, back to their childhood and, and later on through their uh, journeys in life, growing up in a kibbutz in the Galilee, which is a different part of Israel, and then to Tel Aviv, and then uh, also outside of Israel to the United States. Has there evolved over time, because this has been going on a while now, a divide between the people that have have settled, that have been there for quite a while, and those that are the newcomers? Um, Yeah, there are all kinds kinds of status uh, differences. Um, There are... They see themselves, and I think to an extent uh, correctly, as, as a very united um, group, um, united behind this ideology, ideology of, of settling the land of Israel. 
Um, but as I said, you have you have immigrants, immigrants, new immigrants always find it much harder. Um, they're outsiders; uh, they don't know the language as well. Um, and then you have the new generations. Um, the first settlers in the early 70s or even late 60s, uh, they formed this, these settlements who were then very small, but they grew to be almost cities, you know, big towns, uh, real suburbia, uh, um, houses and, and gardens and, and, and backyards and, and, and all that. Um, and the new generation is looking for for new excitement, you know, it's, it's too suburban for them, it's too bourgeois for them. So they, they're looking um, to, to, the new, to the new zones, you know, to, to capture the next hilltop and, and to live in, in, in harder conditions and so on. Um, and then the way the, the old guard views them uh, is, is also interesting. I mean, it's, it could be their sons and their daughters or just uh, different people coming from other places. Uh, I think they, they view them in a mixture of, of respect and pride in them mm-hmm. because they are the new frontier. You know, they take it further. But on the other hand, they are maybe a little worried by the, the more extreme um, comp- component of this new generation. So there are all kinds of relationships in there. It's, it's, it's a very varied and, and complicated in itself group, although from the outside it seems very united and very, you know, stereotypical um, group of people. Right, and, and that's, the, I guess, part of the reason why it's so difficult for anybody to really understand, because it is so complex, it is so nuanced on the ground, and we tend to think of it in such Manichaean terms in so many respects. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, one of the reasons I write is to to look at stereotypes, for example, the settler, or in a previous book, Almost Dead, um, the Palestinian suicide bomber. And everyone has a very clear view um, who that is um, and what he thinks or she thinks about them. But then when you go deeper into that stereotype, when you try to break it down, um, you know, you find human beings eventually. You find people with, with, with motivations and reasons and, and, and their, their different uh, makeups and the way they grew up and the way they were informed in life and the successes or failures or, or, or loves and so on. So eventually, it boils down to 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 being to being human, and, and that's where I try to to capture it. And and I think that a novel has this ability to to show the the complexity that the that the news headline doesn't have. Asaf Gavron, his new novel is The Hilltop. I thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you very much. Thank I enjoyed you. it. Thank you. We'll take a break. I'll be right back.